Hello and welcome to ACFM. On today's Microdose, I'm speaking to Nada Sebet about psychodrama. Nada has a degree in both theatre and psychology and has practiced both psychodrama and interactive theatre as part of her career and practice. So hello, Nada. Thanks so much for coming on to the show. Hello, Nadia. Thank you. It's my pleasure. So just before we start, uh, I just want to give a couple of disclaimers for you listeners to consider. So disclaimer one is while Nada is an experienced psychodramatist, she does not hold a qualification from the British Psychodrama Association. So there may be aspects of her practice that we discuss that are not pertinent to the UK um, terrain. And the second one is um, that both Nada and I also speak fluent Arabic. And as listeners who are bilingual will know, when you're in a room with someone who speaks the same language, same languages that you do, um, it's very difficult to keep to one language. So if you hear random words, uh, they're probably random Arabic words, they might slip in. Uh, we'll, we'll try and explain them to you in the end. But just, so you know, if you hear some funny sounds, that's what that is. So without further ado, um, let's talk to Nada about psychodrama. So Nada, you and I were having a conversation a few months ago and you started explaining what psychodrama is. And I was absolutely fascinated and thought this would be a very good complimentary topic to go alongside our full ACFM episode on therapy. So uh, maybe first things first, can you tell us a little bit about what psychodrama is? Okay, psychodrama is a, an action uh, method. It's used usually for group therapy. It is based on the premise that people are made up of different parts and that these parts show up differently uh, as you play different roles in life. So for instance, at the moment, I am being interviewed by you. So Different parts of me are more present, uh, while maybe if I'm with my kids or being parent or being partner, other parts of me are more dominant and present. Okay. And is this, is this a technique, is this coming from the drama tradition or from the psychotherapy tradition? Where does it, where does it come from? Is it something that other psychologists and psychiatrists use? Yes. So it comes from... I mean, the person that created it, uh, Moreno, and his wife, Kate Hudgens, early in the 20th century, and they're both psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. So it comes, I guess, more from that uh, aspect. But it uses a lot of theater. So you act out all the things that are happening internally. And it really, I find it really fascinating how it gives people a bird's eye perspective of what's inside. So you know how like when you're trying to figure something out internally, even on like a very basic level, and you're kind of just in it and it's too close, you're not really seeing all the elements, while if you kind of take it out, put it on the table and have different people represent the different elements, you can then see the whole picture. Right. So it's kind of like you're, you're talking about externalizing. It's a, is it, would it be fair to say it is a method of externalizing 
the different bits of an internal process you have while you're trying to work something out? Or is it that you're externalizing the different uh, people? I mean, it depends on what you're working on. So, so yes, you are externalizing, you're concretizing, uh, which means you're taking something that that you might not be able to put your hands on and making it really concrete in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then it's allowing you to see internal dynamics, always with the aim of then being able to play with these dynamics. So it's really good for just understanding internal dynamics, Mm -hmm. but also for replaying or practicing uh, things in the future or replaying different endings of things that may have happened in the past uh, or not happened in the past. So for instance, if someone has lost someone really dear to them mm-hmm. and they would they would really benefit from being able to say goodbye, they can do that using psychodrama. Or if there's a certain dynamic with a boss that keeps happening and you really want to be able to stop it and change it. So then you could also take that out and play with it in a psychodrama session and practice how you'd like it to be. It's really fascinating stuff. Before before we get into like the details and like an example, maybe for our listeners of, of what we're talking about, can you tell us a little bit more about, do you know more about where it comes from? So these two people who you mentioned, mm-hmm. were you saying psychiatrists? Or like yes, in that Jacob practice? Murray, yes, uh, and Kate. I mean, it, I, it started in their practice and currently... Uh, Kate runs the Therapeutic Spiral Model uh, Institute in the US and that's kind of where I got my qualifications. Um, it's not kind of, it is where I got my <laughs> <laughs> don't know why I said kind of. And the Therapeutic Spiral Model or TSM for short is a modified uh, kind of system of using psychodrama to work with trauma in particular. Mm-hmm. So sorry to stop you. You said earliest early 20th century or is it early so early 20th century, yes. So these people in, invented it and there's an institute by their name in yeah. the in the in the states, right? So and this is where in the US was invented in the US. Yes. It, okay, fine. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine and it uses quite a lot of theater and stage techniques. Uh props, material, you're kind of creating scenes basically. Mm-hmm. Uh without the I mean, the idea is, I mean, because I also do theater. So in psychodrama, the point is not to create beautiful theater. Right. <laughs> it's to really kind of do the things you need to do for your own healing. <laughs> And so is it is it about one individual? Uh, it's a group uh, therapy. So what you do typically is kind of do a bunch of games to kind of get people comfortable, uh, make sure they understand Uh, what different parts understand that there are parts that are supportive. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to kind of delve deep into uh, work, then you would need to have support. So I may want to talk about a trauma, but I'm not going to you know, talk about it from the level of functioning I'm in when I'm at the supermarket and trying to get things done. Okay. Yeah. But So I would need to feel comfortable Uh, and realize that there are there might be a, there is a part of me that's hurt or carrying the trauma uh, but then there are other parts that are my strengths so to speak and i need to be able to call onto them mm-hmm. in kind of this journey uh, or this exploration through psychodrama so is it so give us then a, a description of of how this would work so 
so say I'm an individual that's struggling with some kind of trauma or some pain or resentment. And maybe I'm in the beginning of my journey of, you know, either healing or discovering what that is. And then somebody tells me, why don't you try psychodrama or, or presumably maybe I'm seeing a therapist. And so I would sign up for a session somewhere, presumably, and I've got this issue. So it's an issue I know I want to work on. Presumably, do you need to know what you need to want to work on before going? Uh, I find it useful that you do, it, uh, but you don't have to. I mean, you can, so in a typical uh, session, there are many people. Um, and I find that everyone kind of gets a little bit uh, out of it, even just by participating, sometimes just by watching. Right. So, so I'm this individual. I'm signed up for this thing. I've gone to a session. Mm-hmm. I will expect there to be other people there. Mm-hmm. So how, how does it work? For me, is the whole session about me and everyone there has got me in the or are we all working on our issues together? Can you maybe say a bit about practically how it works? I've done I mean, I've done psychodrama sessions in mental health uh, institutions. And sometimes we've just kind of divided the sessions up so that everybody can kind of know that on this day, that's who we're focusing on um, and can prep for it. Uh, Sometimes that's not useful because that also creates some kind of pressure to to need to kind of be ready. But in in workshop settings where we kind of announce that for the next four days or for the weekend or for however long we're doing a, we're hosting a psychodrama sessions and people can apply. What I do is I allow people at some point to express all the topics they're interested in in talking about. At the beginning of the day? Not at the beginning of the day, no. But somewhere in the middle. So after people are kind of comfortable and they've already kind of explored their different parts and their strengths and have kind of uh, gotten in touch with the more spontaneous Mm -hmm. part of themselves and are kind of ready to to go on this journey, they feel like they're prepared, Uh, we kind of just do, uh, okay, so what would people like to talk about? And then kind of group people in the different topics or sometimes there is a predominant topic. So we pick like maybe there are three topics. So everyone shared something by now. So I've shared, I'm, re- you know, I'm resentful of my twin sister For or instance, something, yes. which, I, which is not real, by the way. I do not have a twin sister, <laughs> which is why I use that example. But say I say I've got this resentment towards my twin sister and I want to work on that. Very nice. And depending on the dynamics in the room, you may be asked to, okay, can you tell us a little bit more about the story? Mm -hmm. And then we'll ask other people in the room if this resonates or if they feel this is similar to what they're interested in or it touches Mm -hmm. something in them to kind of stand behind you. Right. Okay. Uh, And if there's another equally enthusiastic person, we do the same thing with them and then we'll see how the room kind of decides which side it goes to. Uh, but that said, the reason we do that is also to allow everybody to get a little bit of feedback. So you've already known that all these people standing behind you, this resonates. So you're not alone okay. in this feeling. So that's of, part of the process that you're about of, to go through. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, even though there's a there's a process and I would say you can really dive as deep as you want. But you are in control as the participant or as the protagonist, if we're doing your story. Uh, you'd be called the protagonist. And how do we... You so, are in control of how deep you go. Right. And so... Always. So who who picks who's 
story we're doing? Do some people not get their story done or is that... I mean, some sessions are done for very specific topics. Mm -hmm. So I worked with, in Cairo, with a lot of Sudanese and Syrian refugees. Mm -hmm. And it was really about being a refugee Mm -hmm. and a woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was kind of the topic of the whole series of workshops. Um, so and that the people was, there, because they were a, they ha- that cohort had something in common, and mm-hmm. that was you were doing that kind of work with with them as a group. Okay. So yes, yeah, so it could have a topic, and it can also just be random strangers in a room mm-hmm. that are all interested in kind of going through this experience. What I say is, just by being open to it, you will get something out of okay. it because you resonate with what's being said. Uh, it maybe it gives you a different perspective. So you tell us what it is you want to work on. Mm-hmm. We may ask you to elaborate some things. And then we'll ask you to pick people to represent the different parts that are in this dynamic we're looking at. Okay. So for instance, yes, this is the just to bit. kind of yes, give so describe an, this scene, an yeah. example, whoever I want to work on. Uh, the resentment I, you have towards your twin sister. <laughs> potentially, yeah. Maybe the resentment I have to my twin sister where I feel... She's always getting a lot more uh, than I do and that life is not fair. Mm -hmm. And so as the drama therapists, we'd always make sure that this person is comfortable and supported. So maybe before we delve straight into the core of the Mm -hmm. issue, we'd make sure that the person has their... I sometimes call them superpowers okay. uh, or their strengths. So maybe I'm working on, I was sexually molested as a child. Okay. Yeah. But before we jump into that, I would say, okay, is there a part of you that you feel uh, is really strong? Or when you're in different situations now, is there a part of you that's able to take decisions? Are there parts that carry self-compassion? Are there parts that are more giggly mm-hmm. or yeah and we'd pr- represent these parts first and play with them as and so, it allows so you... it allows everyone to kind of settle into a place of strength you do not start working on inner anything uh, if you're not supported because what we'll do is you just re-traumatize yourself so let's pause here for a second and just explain that a little bit so what you've just said is You've got different people, so either in the case that, you know, everybody's a refugee, so they have something in common, or in this case, you're saying there's a group of people who've got back together randomly in the workshop. What you've spoken about just there is you're saying that as part of this technique, the other people in the room will be taking up roles which are part of your personality, which you've identified. So... So, yeah, could you say a little bit about that? So, like, is somebody going to play the strong bit of you, the self-compassionate? Like, how does that work? Yes, someone will. So we'll say, okay, uh, there's a part of me that carries a lot of wisdom that I feel is very centered and very strong and very rooted and kind of is, like, all-knowing. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And I'd say, okay, I want this person. I might not know who this person is, but somehow I feel this person is a good match. Yeah? And this person will come out and... She or he will be told what this part says to me and how this part speaks to me. And we try out, yeah, and the, until the protagonist goes, yep, that's what it sounds like. That's what it feels like. Right. That's it. You got this. Okay. Uh, and if it's useful, um, sometimes I'll ask the protagonist to play that part. Okay. Yeah. And then 
uh, to come back because that's also another technique of psychodrama. You're in the action and you're observing the action right. and that allows you to gain different insight. Obviously, we're not doing this to create theater. We're doing this to find answers, to mm -hmm. explore a topic, mm -hmm. to understand an internal dynamic, mm -hmm. to change mm -hmm. uh, a dynamic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the moment, people are playing. So you've got this room with people and they're playing uh, in, in this specific example that we've talked about. There's, they're playing the different aspects of a person which we're about mm -hmm. to explore together mm -hmm. to work on that specific problem. Mm -hmm. But I think you also mentioned when we had a conversation that you can play different people. So if I'm really angry mm -hmm. at my... Uh, twin sister. Yeah, so maybe we don't do your story at all. Okay. It never comes out. Mm -hmm. But in whatever story we are doing, mm -hmm. uh, someone has a lot of anger and then you get to play that part. I see. Okay. So then you still explore your anger or anger. Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe you really connect to another part and then you kind of go through your own... Uh, journey of exploring even though you're part of what's happening you're also dealing with your own stuff sure and so does anyone get to play a person or is are you just sometimes playing aspects mean, of personality and feelings and 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 trauma so does does someone get to be my my twin sister so i can say all of the things that i've always wanted to say to her if does that, that ever is happen? useful okay we could do I mean, sometimes people will say, I just want to do this. And that's fine, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but sometimes people will say, I really want to do this. And as the person that's uh, moderating, you realize that that's a really bad idea because they're just going to re-traumatize themselves. So you try and explain that and su make suggestions. And it kind of works always. I mean, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I think if... If the psychodramatist is kind of in touch with their own self-compassion and curiosity, you will find a way. Like, I've never had this moment where I'm like, <gasps> oh, my God, now what? So you've not had the situation of, like, a, a, a terrible crisis where someone has, I mean, yeah, what, 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 what sort of, what do people come out, like, what happens to people through this process? They come out... We're talking about real life. I've we never got had a moment. crisis moment, but I remember one time uh, I was working with a wonderful woman who had just traveled uh, from Sudan to Egypt on foot mm, wow. uh, and kind of had, I think, I don't remember, but she had very young children and she didn't have a house. And she was talking about the situation where she had to kind of move from house to house every few months because her kids were too much for whoever was hosting mm. to handle. And I remember at some point I was listening to her. And I was like, I mean, surely we can fix this. Like, why don't we just collect money and buy her house? And I remember I was getting into that. OK, let's find a pragmatic solution. Yes. Um, and at some point I paused and I was like. Is this useful? And she's like, yes, I've never told my story and had people listen like you without judging it. And wow. for her, that's what, you know. So that's interesting. You were thinking, no, we need we need a material, practical solution. Yeah, to I was like, OK, why let's are we forget here? about this whole yeah. psychodrama stuff. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. build a house. Kind yes. of thing. But actually, that was useful for her. But that was very useful for her. And it was very humbling for me to kind of also remind me that I need to stay grounded and connected and focused on what we're doing and not let a more pragmatic, goal-oriented part of me take charge of the session. Yeah. 
no, that's no, that's a really great story. Thank you for that. Um, tell us another one. Like, do you have at the top of your head a story of someone who came out with something and has, it's really helped them, maybe in a different context or? What oh, sorts yes. of what what sorts of things have people come to you with when you've not I mean, done workshops or like the different tell I us mean, the different pe- environment? Beca- I've worked with people on uh, abuse, whether as adults or children, issues with dads, with parents, with grandparents, with work, uh, with partners, um, with children. Even I haven't tried a psychodrama with children. Uh, but I am curious too because I've also done a lot of work with children, uh, more with play. Mm-hmm. So maybe at some point I move into mm-hmm. that. So yeah, I mean it's a whole range. I mean it's as many. Um, I remember once a very 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 touching. I mean I say that they're all really touching on some level. I mean you can't really compare them. Of course, yeah. where someone had not said goodbye to a partner, mm-hmm. and to kind of give that person the space to experience the moment where where she could, where there was space, because in real life, she didn't have that space to be and to say goodbye and to let go of it. Um, and afterwards, to kind of witness the amount of relief and settling. And sometimes it takes... You know, like there's what happens in the room and then there's kind of how it settles later on. Mm -hmm. Um, And is there a kind of, as part of the process, is there a kind of, I don't know how to put this, like an aftercare? Like, is there a... Yes. Yeah, so how do you... Yes, there is. So what do you Um, do? As the person moderating, you are response... Okay, so yes, everybody is responsible for their own well-being, fine. But as the person who's facilitating you're also responsible that er- that it settles for everybody. Mm-hmm. So you don't leave people smack in the middle of a, a traumatic moment yeah. or in the middle of a process. And even though you might not get all the way to the end, so you can all say, okay, I'm aware of the time. How about we finish this bit? Mm-hmm. So it, you so close you, something yeah, okay. and then, and maybe next session we work on So are the, is the there always more than one session? I mean, it really depends on how uh, how clear the person that's coming is with what I mean some people are like I want to do one two three you know like this is why I'm here and other people are kind of like I think maybe it's this but then it reminds me of this and oh I just remembered there was this one time (laughs) yeah yeah where you kind of have to help them unpack it all and see how it all links and what they really would like to uh, work on So that's one aspect. The other aspect is sometimes people want to work on a really simple issue, but it's complicated for them. Right. So it takes them time. No, it's really about the person's relationship with what it is um, um, and the layers and their trust of the process. So if someone's very like not letting go, not playing along, really like critical or analytical. Or about the process. About you mean, the process. When you, when you start it'll the hinder or... how deep they go. Right. Yeah. So maybe they want to work on something really deep, but they're not ready to go there. Yeah. So they've yeah. signed up for this thing. They yeah. showed up yeah. to do psychodrama. Yeah. But, you know, and then panic hit or what, you know, and like they get really defensive. Yeah, I mean, I... and they get really defensive or 
or they get really anal- I mean these are all defense mechanisms uh, and you know I mean uh, and they're I've, not bad I mean defense mechanisms are also there for a reason for a reason yes just like fear is there for a reason and and sometimes you're able to completely let go of it and sometimes you're only able to let go this much and they're all okay I mean there is no right or wrong that's just where you are at that moment maybe next time you can let go more uh, maybe you can't it's okay Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect. And the other, so it's how the person's reacting to the process, uh, how complex and multi-layered it is. Mm-hmm. And how, I mean, and sometimes someone really, really, really wants to dive in, but they want to talk, you know, like about all the details and that takes time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in a one hour session, <laughs> yeah. um, they maybe need a longer time. Sometimes also things change and it's a bit like an onion where you're kind of like unraveling deeper and deeper. Uh, it's a process and it's uh, it's a journey and every time it's it's different. Maybe yeah. not the steps, but like how long parts take, uh, how much time people need. You can't really rush uh, being open and vulnerable. You know, you can't be like, okay, now that's not how, you know. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and it re- depends on, I don't want to say how ready, because it kind of puts pressure on the person, but just where they are that day and and the dynamic within that. Right, okay. But that didn't really answer your first question That's about okay. self-care, af- uh, care <laughs> after. So a lot of the times I work with uh, in Cairo with a, a group of psychodramatists that I studied with or that kind of graduated from the same program I did. And we do kind of big projects. So within that, someone will call everyone just to make sure that things have settled. Or I have in the past, if there's a protagonist where I felt like there was a big jump or whatever, I will call like three, four days later, even if I don't think there's anything. Just kind of be like, hello, how are you? How did it settle? La, 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 la. And to... Um, and it's also insightful for me because it allows me a peek on the effect, mm-hmm. which I may not, you know, like you may say, okay, yeah, fine. It worked. It's done. Goodbye. Uh, but then, you know, something else opened up or sometimes, you know, I don't know, they met the person they were talking about and they were able to, you know, like, and it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. um, or they did and they couldn't and it's frustrating them. So, yeah. yeah. So it's. I think it's always nice. We do have a list of ongoing therapists uh, that people can go see also. So if it's, if it's something that's, If it's something that requires deeper uh, work or an individual therapy session, uh, then we'd recommend a list This. of potential therapists. Right. Yeah. And you said that I think um, different, like different schools, like psychodrama is a technique then you that you can use regardless of which school of psychology mm-hmm. or analytic perspective yeah, so you come from. It's often used with psychotherapy, but then... But then I've also seen people from different psychology schools using uh, psychodrama as a technique. And do you think the group setting, we've, you've touched on this a bit, but I just wanted to ask you explicitly, do you think the group setting makes a difference? So is that, I mean, we're going to talk about online in a minute and I want to mm. talk about that, but um, is, is, is the, the physicality of being in a room with other people? Because obviously there are several forms of group therapeutic settings, let's say, yeah. you know, and they're not all classified 
classically as psychotherapy mm-hmm. or therapy or group therapy specifically. You know, there's AA, Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous and all of that, which a lot of people get a lot from the group mm-hmm. setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously there's individual psychotherapy and individual based therapies. And I'm assuming in this case, the group is essential because you need the group to play those roles of like to per- personify. Yes. That's that. So, yes. So, so, yes. So the group is definitely essential because then you also hear what you've said being said back to you by an actual human, by an actual person that's standing there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just in your head. Mm-hmm. It's in front of you. Uh, sometimes also, I mean, I, because it's it's I mean, it is for, it's a group. It's a form of group therapy and it's based on, it's a bit like trying to act in a room on your own. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit difficult. Uh, <laughs> you're not getting any any kind feedback. of feedback. But also you because part of this pendulum, you know, this is a bit like a pendulum where you you say, okay, this is the part, this is what it says, and then you see it. So this is a part of me that's very critical. And then you go, okay, great. So what does it say, this critical part mm-hmm. of you? And then you start saying things and then you pick someone to play that part. And they, they start say saying the... these things and you go, actually, no, it's a lot meaner. That's yeah, like, yeah. It, it doesn't talk like it talks more like this. And so you kind of get that uh, that feedback. And then when you take it outside of you and listen to it or see it played out, sometimes things click, you know, just like when you see something, you're like, yeah, of course, that's where the problem is, because that <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, that part is really mean. Why is it so mean? Yeah. And then maybe you can connect to a part of you that carries your self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, oh, it's horrible. I don't want anyone to talk to me. Yeah. Like yeah. Or why am I being so mean to myself? Of exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. And then you can connect to another part that's more nurturing uh, and able to kind of help you love yourself and you know, and not be critical and work through things. Yeah. 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 Before we talk about the online and some other things, um, could you tell us a little bit about how this is different from theatre of the oppressed and whether it's the same as forum theatre? Are they all the same, different one under the other? Okay, they're very different. Which is the which is the umbrella term? I mean, action methods might include theatre of the oppressed, which is a whole school uh, that comes from Brazil, Augusto Boal, and it's based on the premise that for any societal change, so if psychodrama is more about your own internal mm-hmm. stuff, theater of the oppressed is more of a, a bigger, so it's like issues of teenage pregnancy, you know, it's like a mm. social... Um, and you get whole communities involved. And you get a to, whole community yeah. involved. And it's based on the premise that person that's oppressed is the one that has the ability to change the situation okay yeah? well, that's by changing right. their reaction uh so in that sense it's the person in psychodrama it's a part right uh and it's not necessarily the part that's oppressed or carrying the most hurt okay that does the the flip it's it's the part of you that's a lot of the time that carries your self-compassion that can then compassionately change the dynamic so so theater of the oppressed is also part of a whole range of interactive theater techniques that use a lot of games, uh, a lot of improv, 
and always attempt to kind of present a problem or find solutions. Theatre of the Oppressed also has the legislative theatre, which is the same thing. But in the end, so not only does the audience need to find the solution, they also need to see how that can then be taken to legislation. And that is drama. Uh, and it's used, yeah. Like that's proper, like that's theatrical. I mean, that is presented to an audience. So mm-hmm. it's entertainment. Right. Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily theatrical okay. because it could be done very simply without huge theatrical In somebody's techniques. living room. In it can be done in someone's living room. It's usually done uh, in a way where it's easy to move it around so you can go to communities. It's a form of community theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've done, have you done that as well or is it more the psychodrama stuff that you I went ha- around the villages? Yeah, yeah, I, I have done in my capacity as theatre director. <laughs> Uh, a lot of interactive theatre around the villages of Egypt. I am not a trained uh, theatre of the oppressed practitioner. Uh, joker. I mean, you kind of learn to be the person that facilitates. Mm-hmm. And because in theatre of the oppressed, in forum theatre, actually, the audience is, act, is asked to come in and play with the actors. Mm-hmm. So you, the jokers specifically facilitate that. Other interactive theatre um, techniques maybe involve suggestions from the audience. Mm-hmm or the audience playing some kind of game, uh, but not necessarily coming in as the oppressed character and trying to create mm-hmm. a change. Which which I've done partly with my political work um, with Talk Socialism who are in the northeast of England. Um, and I did that work when I was at War on One and we were working on actually how we talk about the economy, quite simply. Yeah. Um, but that's very different, that stuff. Then, I mean, it's not very different. I see, I understand the overlap, but what's interesting to me about psychodrama is it's, it, yeah, it's this er- externalization of actually an in something that one person is dealing with. Yeah, and I think and, the and lines are a lot more fluid. I mean, so in the process of telling your story mm-hmm. uh, or sharing or looking at your own internal dynamic, you're doing it in a group setting and you get a lot of support uh, from people. So you may assume that you are the only person in the planet that feels this way. But then you suddenly realize that there are seven other people that do too. In that room. In that room, yeah. And that is that is one of... And that yeah. opens things up. Just like in an interactive uh, theater play, the audience kind of gets a bit of that. So they may think that it's only done that way. And then suddenly someone says something else completely. Mm-hmm. Or they feel they're stuck somewhere and it opens up. So there's constantly this personal and group that's constantly kind of flowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might present. So I did a show on female genital mutilation. And I remember there's always, it should, the should, play should only be for girls. I was like, but you know, the community also has boys in it and dads and grandparents and, and, and other this was males. For, and so this was, so which one is this? Is that theater of the, the oppressed? The, this, what no, you're talking about now? No, it's, a, it's interactive theater. theater. Okay. It's not uh, okay. theater of the oppressed. But this isn't. But it wasn't psychodrama either. But it wasn't psychodrama, right. no. And this was a performance that toured uh, seven, eight hundred times around Egypt. But it was made specifically to allow audiences to discuss and understand female genital mutilation. Mm-hmm. And the idea came from a very kind of more developmental perspective. Mm-hmm. So what usually happens in Egypt is 
there's like a panel with like a doctor, a religious authority, the head of the district or the, all the men or the mayor or whatever. Uh, and they kind of sit in a panel and, and they discuss talk an issue. at yeah. uh, the audience. And then not the audience is usually there <laughs> to kind of get free lunch or whatever. Yeah. Um, And people kind of go, yeah, 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 we don't do that. Thank you. Goodbye at the end. Uh, and then go ahead and do whatever it is they were going to do. So in that aspect, it was a very different like, oh, what happens if people actually engage with the subject matter mm-hmm. where it's entertaining, where it's comic? Uh, and I remember the first time we presented the show before the actual opening night mm-hmm. uh, to a panel. Uh, <laughs> uh Uh, there's this guy who's like, okay, I've worked in female genital mutilation for I don't know how many years. I've never seen anything like that. This is either going to work or they're going to kill you. Uh, and I was like, I don't think they're going to kill me. I mean, the welfare of my troop is my problem. <laughs> and it kind of opened up all these differences in what the development sector uh, says and doesn't say and how they present things and don't present things. Um, and it got into this whole like, but maybe there was a scene that talked about how uh, female genital mutilation affects people's uh, sex life or marital mm-hmm. life uh, in that instance. And I remember I got call going, this is like we're leaving. Huh? We're traveling to go perform the next day. This is the evening going like, um, yeah, I heard this is like the head of the program. I heard about this. And we don't really say things like that. And so can you just, can you remove it and put something else? I was like, I could remove it, but I'm not going to put anything else. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could remove it. Uh, and I'm very happy to kind of stand up and go, oops, we removed a part. So it kind of stops abruptly mm-hmm. in this area. But why do you want me to remove it? And I remember she was like, because that's not how we talk about it. I was like, but I got that from your research, the research that you sent. Uh, so is this a misreading? Uh, did I misunderstand? And she was like, no, 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 it's 100% correct. I'm like, then why do you want me to remove it? She's like, because we've never said that. We've I feel ne- like this is the conversation sex. that's been, been had in, in, in a thousand situations in conservative countries. Probably. But you weren't, you know, you live to tell the tale. Yes. And I was like, okay, tell you what. How about we do it this once? And she's like, yeah, okay, if you can do it once and test it, fine, that's okay. Yeah, do it. I'm like, okay, we're going to do it once and then we'll see. So very cheekily, I stopped the show and I was like, you guys, there's a very juicy scene that comes out. It's not, it's a comic slapstick scene uh, that's going to take place now. But I've been told that you guys are not ready and that you're not going to take it very well and that we really shouldn't be presenting crap like that in front of people. And I was kind of like, no, what? what? No, yeah, do it. And I was like, yeah, no, I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're just, and they were like, no, 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 do it, do it. I'm like, okay, fine. So it's it's your responsibility. You know, <laughs> so I have nothing to do with this. And they were like, yes, 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 do it. Anyway, we did it and it did what it was supposed to do. And we've never not done that. Okay, that's um, great. And you're still here. And I'm still here and the team is still here. Not, and not, I have a really good relationship with this person who wanted to stop that now. And you've not so. had a fatwa by the local uh, no, sheikh no. on your head or something. We've never had. Fantastic. Uh, no. Well done you. Mm, thank you. <laughs> Great story. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's amazing to have done like such a big tour of like rural vill- villages anyway. So I, I absolutely love that story. Right. Let's come slightly back to the psychodrama okay. side mm-hmm. um, 
So tell us a bit about how this works online, because in the pandemic, of course, you couldn't get people in a room. But you said to me when we first had a chat that you actually made it work with physical objects. So can you tell yes. us a bit about how it how that works? Yes. So with the pandemic, there is all this like, but you know, people need support and can't really get people in a room you're not supposed to see anybody mm. uh, so I was like okay how about I try doing it online with objects so more like play therapy but still using the same process um, so people wouldn't uh, hear things but we could imagine together because we all have cameras so we use a camera and kind of a surface and I'd ask people to. So you had a group. So no, no, no. I did individual. So one on one. So this is one this on is one. This one on okay. one. Uh, so people would say, "Okay, I wanna." Yeah, there's this part of me that's um, that's really uh, angry, and it's you know, and whatever they bring an object, and maybe it's like a huge bottle, mm-hmm. and you go, "Okay," and uh, and there's a part of me that's um, uh, that's really loving and self-compassionate that doesn't really feel like it can uh, it can deal with this anger and they kind of put a tiny little candle okay, so on the other on. end of the table. Right, so hold on. So, so, so people are signing up for this. Do they know that they're going to have to do things with objects in their house? Yes. Okay, so you tell them. What do you tell them in advance? They've signed up to a session. Um, what, 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 how are they preparing? Well, I for the online ones, because, uh, because they're online mm-hmm. and... Uh, and I, I was kind of aware that there was a lot of things happening online and I didn't want to spend hours and hours and hours online and the connection could cut, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I asked people who were who who wanted to sign up. They had to tell me what they want, like they need to come to the session knowing uh, what they wanted to work on. Which problem they wanted to work on internal issue. to them. Or yeah, issue, I mean, issue, sorry, yeah. I'm using the wrong yes. terminology. Uh, so, yeah. And it was also a whole range of issues. There was also uh, some people that show up with uh, uh, abuse or trauma of that sort. Uh, other people that... Uh, I have a part of me that's really childish that, uh, that every time uh, my partner says something, giggles hysterically and it makes men think I'm weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, to um, yeah, so there's a whole range of things, and we were able to to do them all just with objects online. So you see the dynamic from the way you place the objects. You can very easily change where the objects are. You get to be the object and then imagine it being played out. So it's a little bit because in a room you would see it, of course, uh, played out. So what are you telling people in the session? So you're saying to them move. So what the the bottle is what like the bottle is I mean what? I don't I don't say much I okay. moderate the happening right. of okay. it so I try not uh and not say uh, a lot because it really is about this person being comfortable and kind of going through their own realizations so I might see it and be like ah okay this needs to move that's where the solution is but that's not useful mm, to tell okay. someone they need to get to that point otherwise I'm not really helping them <laughs> Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine how it actually works. I'm sitting here and I've got a problem I want to work with. I'm looking at you on the screen mm-hmm. and I've got, you know, a watch representing what's what like what are the I think you've given examples already, but I've got three objects. OK, so it doesn't so start with the object. Okay, it it starts with what you want to work on. OK, yeah. I don't know. Is there 
Do you want to give it a shot? I mean, I'm. I do you want, have something? I do. You I want have. To do I, have on air? I have. I have a huge. I have a huge issue Very with confidential. my my twin with my <laughs> twin sister. Okay. Who I'm ridiculously jealous of. Okay. So tell us the story of this twin sister. So my twin. <laughs> you <laughs> might want to pick something that's real. <laughs> no, I'm not going to pick something. You're that's not going to pick something. No. Else. How about I pick something that's real? Uh, I mean, fine. It's, yeah. If you if you want to, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. I have a problem. I really want to uh, be uh, assertive at work, mm-hmm. but then I keep thinking that that's really bad and I shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. So so that's what we're going to work on. Mm-hmm. So then we'd start with, okay, so there's a part that wants to be really assertive and we'd pick an object for this right. part that wants to be assertive. Whatever. It's, I'm just looking at what's on the table. It's a big box of Kleenex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tissue paper, really big, in the center of the table. It wants, wants to, to be, be assertive. assertive. That's why it's coming here. Uh, and then there's a part of me that every time I decide to be assertive, suddenly panics and I decide to get a big plate and put it over the Kleenex. So that's the dynamic. Can you see it? Yes. Yeah? Really big. A mosquito net. The plate, fine. The plate, this big... <laughs> Big or a big pillow, like on top of it, yeah. And you go, okay, well, then what happens when this huge pillow is on top of the? That it's the pillow. You do. No, I don't. The person that's okay. Yeah, the person doing both parts. It's very confusing. The person person who's working on it. So you would facilitate and say, okay, so now there's this other part. What are you going to use as that other part? Exactly. And they're going to say the pillow. Yeah, and they're going to put put it and then. Yeah, and we can and both choke, see it. Yeah, you, I'm sure even your down, listeners yes, can see it. Yeah, yes. you've a big box of tissue paper and over a huge pillow. Yeah, uh, and you go. I don't know why I'm not able to assert myself. Do we get to? Do we get? Do we get? <laughs> I think to, the answer is quite clear. <laughs> right. Okay. And at this point, we don't set the pillow on fire. No, we don't set the, the pillow, pillow on fire. fire. Right. Uh, okay. But we see. Okay, so what can we do? To help the part that wants to assert itself, assert itself. <laughs> yeah. So clearly we need to remove the pillow that's on top okay. of it, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and we cannot kill parts of ourselves. Right. Okay, yeah? so there's no, yeah. No, but we can work no on this very critical part uh, or this very scared part mm-hmm. and try and unpack it. Uh, and maybe sometimes we discover that it's not actually a huge pillow. It's a mix of lots of things together that create this huge pillow. Or maybe we can ask the fear, tell the fear that it's okay. There's also part of me that knows exactly what it's going to say. Okay. Uh, and has the credentials uh, and um, and is able to express. So now I have these three parts that are my strengths that kind of come around and support the tissue paper mm-hmm. yeah. and remove from under And so you can't, the change, you can't change the objects once you've picked them. So I can't suddenly go... No, I, I don't think it's the tissue box. The tissue box is not my assertiveness. I think it's the plastic water bottle. You could. I mean, some people do say that when they see it, they go, actually, no, that's not that's the dynamic. Not the right and thing. that's fine. That's right, okay. uh, but when it's correct, you know, like the person knows, yes, yeah. this is what it's like. Yes. Um, and then do we people can... get violent with objects? No, everyone's well behaved in your online sessions. 
I just keep uh, no, on thinking. I mean, no, said. no one's set fire to anything. anything that right. I'm just checking. I mean, I just, I'm just checking. Not sure where the setting fire. <laughs> Maybe we'll explore this offline. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But uh, but yeah. So basically, what happens is the person then realizes that they have strengths that can help support and then maybe they can ask the pillow bit which was fear and very critical of the situation to and kind of be like okay thank you we realize that you're helping me and you're, you're trying, trying to, to stop help. me from doing something that's crazy uh, but we look we have all these strengths we got it under control mm-hmm. can we just ask you to maybe not be on top of the clinics box but next to next it? to it Uh, and then as opposed to fling the, the, the pillow on the other end no, of the room no because what would happen if you fling the pillow it will, to... it will come back and rebound exactly and it will come back even stronger yeah so <laughs> so yeah the pillow will get a jetpack and will fly back right okay, okay. I'm so you put it next to it and then you try that out for size and sometimes people say actually no I can move it a little bit further yeah. uh, it's okay it is happy to to take a step mm-hmm. back now Or it can, or the people's feelings can be like, no, actually, no, 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 it needs to stay on top. <laughs> right. and, and then you and then realize that that's not enough. Yeah. There and, needs to be further exploration. So maybe as... So the, in this example that you gave, mm-hmm. so it's like, I want to be assertive at work, but there is something, there's a part of me that's saying that is wrong and that's bad. Mm-hmm. So, so far we've had the clean, the, the box of tissues is that I want to be assertive, mm-hmm. the pillow that we don't want to throw away because it'll come back on a jetpack as the no this is bad mm-hmm. um what would you what would like let's flesh out a third example what would the third example I mean, be like I, I noticed, fear somebody else's yeah, voice or? i was in i even noticed while i was giving the example i kind of fluctuated between fear and critical and if my client or the protagonist was doing that i may ask them to separate the two right so Is it really one big pillow or is it a part that's afraid and another part that's critical? Okay. Combine forces and maybe Because they understand it that. as negative. So they might understand it as like negative, bad, anxiety inducing yeah. and you as and, the and really the idea, to unpack that. Right. Yeah. And the idea would be, I mean, if it's that simple, the idea would be that the person doing this reaches the point where they're able to say, okay, yes, this is... This I is hear not you. real. I hear you. Thank you. Thank you, pillow. Yeah. Thank you, pillow. Thank you, fear. Thank you for being there. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to just, you know, take a stand on the side. You can still intervene if you think things are yeah, going really badly. Don't get on top of the but box please, of tissues. Yeah. But please give me a moment yeah. or a day to try this out. Uh-huh. Yeah. And kind of. Uh, and yeah, I mean, there are moments when people go, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. Let's leave them there. Uh, and other moments where people can't, and you need to unpack more. Mm-hmm. I love it. And all I'm going to dream of is this uh, pillow. pillow with the jetpack <laughs> that is coming back if you throw it um, on the other side uh, <laughs> of the room. Um, that's great. Thank you so much for that example. Um, we're getting towards the end of the show. Um, I, this has been, yeah, this has been wow. really good. Okay. Um, Just, uh, I'm interested in how you came to this. So why did you come to this <laughs> okay. technique? I came to this technique by pure coincidence. So I studied theater and psychology and I kind of kept them separate. Uh, and in my head, I was uh, 
uh, I was working uh, with children at a center for ch children's therapy um, and tutoring uh, an assessment uh, in the mornings. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my morning life. Mm -hmm. uh, and in the evening, I was doing theater and I had a troupe and... I was like, I'm going to direct a play every two years and then two. And I kind of had this like fictitious schedule in my life as enthusiastic 21 year old me. Uh, and then um, someone said, you should be combining these things. And at some point that's what happened. So the the center I was working on started wanting drama for the kids mm -hmm. because, yeah, it's a great activity for mm -hmm. socializing mm -hmm. and working on social skills, developing ideas, uh, team building, uh, expression. I mean, you know, it's great for a whole range of, uh, of potential uh, things the kids needed to work mm -hmm. on. And at the same time, I was also kind of being drawn into this world of inclusive theater, which is about working uh, with people with different disabilities mm -hmm. uh, or different abled bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, and that would include, I mean, that's pretty big in the UK. So mm -hmm. that would include a range of disabilities and people without disabilities necessarily mm -hmm. working together on equal grounds mm -hmm. to create a show together and present it. Um, and so they were kind of being mixed. And I remember a lot of the time people would be like, oh, so you do cycle drama. I'm like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't. What is that? Um, and then one day, um, uh, uh, Ben Rivers, uh, who's Australian in English, showed up in Cairo and uh, we were meeting to talk about interactive theater and and troops of the sort. And then, and he's like, well, I'm a, I'm, You know, that's part one of the certifications I hold uh, as a therapist uh, and psychotherapist and someone who does psychodrama. And part of his completion of his, what's it called? Right to work had a certain amount of hours he had to complete teaching mm. uh, psychodrama. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, why don't you come to a session? You mm -hmm. get to find out what mm -hmm. it is. And I go, okay, fine, yeah, four-day work. Okay, yeah, I'll do four-day. So what? I'll dive in the deep end. I can have, it's theater, right? Yeah, 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 okay. So I show up, and there's like a circle at the beginning where everyone kind of shares why they're here, what their expectations are. And people are saying things like, yes, I'm here to work on I don't know what. And I'm, and I'm like, huh? I'm just here to find out what this is. Work, work on what? <laughs> what mm -hmm. are we talking about? Um, and I remember he went, yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and after that, I kind of did a longer course and then did a three-year uh, diploma with him um, and started practicing myself. Uh, so yeah, definitely guided by my curiosity. <laughs> I'm like, work on what? I'm working on what? I'm here for therapy? What, what are we doing? <laughs> um, and and so you can study this as part of the larger sort of what what's called arts therapy now which has movement and dance and creative therapies together is that right so it's like a discipline yes, that you can study you can and you cannot um there are programs that offer uh yeah definitely so like you'd have like clay therapy uh art therapy dance and movement therapy drama therapy uh um and a bunch of other uh, music therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, there are degrees that do each one separately, and then there are more combined creative certifications. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, we can put some links in the show notes if we need to do some research, but 
I don't know if you know, how, how do you find a psychodramatist or a practitioner in the UK? Like what, what would listeners do if they want to either learn about this or they want to get be on the receiving end of that kind of therapy themselves? I would say they probably need to go to the British Psychodrama Association. And I think I'm not sure I'm assuming here, so this maybe needs to be checked, yep. that they can we'll then uh, ask for a session or find a therapist near them. Uh, I've no clue how big or small it is. I just know that it does exist. Yeah. And I have a feeling there might be a London-based one also. But okay. I'm not But sure. it's a British thing, so there'll be stuff all around the, the UK. In I some, don't know in some how form. big it is. We'll, we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes to, to that, to that organisation and people can check it out. For themselves this is great i'm going to definitely dream of the tissue box and <laughs> uh and the, the the pillow now um ah. nada sebit thank you so much for coming on acfm and talking to us today thank you this was uh, lots of fun <laughs> this is acid man Thank you.